This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. Great to have so many of you here today, and and I want to say a special hello to our online audience. The Greens are watching us from Vancouver, so could at the count of three, could we say hello, Vancouver? Ready? One, two, three. Hello, Vancouver. Welcome to all the rest of you watching us from Maine to, to California, down to Florida. Great to have all of you joining us today. We have a really special service ahead, and, and it's a family service, uh, you know, because you're going to get a chance to hear a, hear a kid's choir. They're wonderful. And, and it's talking about the concept of head bullies, right? Head bullies and, and how do head bullies kind of work? Well, we all know the world is filled with a lot of very famous head bullies, like these ones here. There we go. Draco Malfoy. Remember Draco? All of us who know Draco Malfoy, right? Yeah, we all know Draco. Isn't that a great name for a bully? Draco Malfoy. You know, we, we have head bullies. We, we have literal bullies in our life, sometimes that are on the outside and can say things that can be hurtful and harmful. And then there's also bullies, head bullies, that get in our heads and tell us things that aren't necessarily true. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, those head bullies that that are in the inside and that cause us a lot of challenges. And the biggest challenge I think that head bullies do is I think they do this. The head bullies can misleadingly, and I'm going to have you say the R word there, the head bullies can misleadingly tell us who we really are. They all say, no, this is who you really are. I know other people say you're nice, but that's not the truth. I know other people say this, but that's not the truth. How many of us wrestle with those kind of head bullies? In our heads all the time. All the time. And then I want to tell you kids, like it's, it's, I, I know when you're young, you feel like when you get older, those head bullies go. Like you'll never have to deal with them when you're my age of 35. <laughs> now I want you kids to listen here. For all the adults in here, do you still wrestle with head bullies, yes or no? One, two, three. Yes, yes listen to that, kids. You're in good company. Because we all wrestle with them. We wrestle with them over and over and over again. So I want to read you a story from the Bible. And it's a story about a couple guys who they just have the head bullies going crazy in their heads. And back at that time, you know, the Bible story talks about like, like a demon got in their head. And don't think of it like a, like a physical demon. Think of it like bad thoughts that just can get in our head and we can't get rid of them. We can't get rid of them. But God can help us to do just that. And can I tell you folks the good news? This is really good news. It's one of the reasons why I just, I just think life can be so optimistic. When the head bullies go, what's left is the real you. And the real you, kids, you're listening carefully here, the real you is beautiful, is wonderful, is incredible. When we get rid of that noise, that real you can shine through. So, so maybe today that's what we do. Maybe today we just kind of peel it away, even just for a little bit. So we can really feel like we can breathe into who we actually are. Now here's the story. For those of you who are reading along at home, uh, this is from, from Matthew 8, 28. And holy cow, I lost my place here. All right, here we go. When Jesus arrived at the other side of the lake, two demon-possessed men, you think of, think of men here, think of two people with a lot of head bullies in their head. 
came running from the tombs to meet him. So, so they were kind of up in this cemetery. They come running down as soon as he, he lands his boat. They were violent so that no one could pass that way. What do you want with us, son of God? They shouted. Some distance from them, a large herd of pigs was feeding. The demons begged Jesus, if you drive us out, send us out into the herd of pigs. Jesus said to them, in other words, those voices in their head, go. Can we say go really loud? He said, go. Can we say it like we really mean it? Go. Go. He said, go. He said, go, which is the best thing you can tell a head bully. So they came out, went into the pigs, and the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and died in the water. Those tending the pigs ran off, went into town, and reported all this, including what happened. Then the whole town went out to meet Jesus. So it's a, it's a really interesting story, right? Because here's this, here's, here are these guys, and they just got these head bullies just going and going, so much so that it feels like their whole life is possessed by negative thoughts. And I think a lot of us know what that's like, right? Probably a lot of us circle in and out of that all the time, where we just feel like, man, the, the negativity just has so wrapped itself around our thoughts, we can't get out of it. And here comes God, and God says, well, actually, you know what? I can help you with that. Simple word of go. A simple word of change. A simple word where we're able to divorce from the voices and become who we actually really are. And those voices, kids, like many of them, go way back to when we're, we're little, little, and then we can carry them with us throughout our life. Like, you may want to ask your parents when you're driving home, like, what was the voice you had as a little kid that, that is still kind of as hard for you? Because that happens all the time. We get voices when we're little kids, and, and they just keep on going. And those voices, in this crazy way, sort of grow up with us. And they're not so good. So what I want to do is I want you to get a chance to hear a couple of people talk about those voices, voices they had going back to first grade. So with that, I give you Allie and Sasha. Please welcome them with a warm round of applause. You got to love those pictures. Hi, I'm Allie. I'm Sasha. And our claim, we have been friends for over 30 years. And the reason we've been friends for over 30 years, I think we finally figured it out, was we made friends during the bang mullet stage. And, you know, if you accept someone in that stage, you're good. Um, So I'm going to start. We often sit and talk, well, I guess we've vlogged about couple thousands of hours, and we've been through some rough paths in our life, and we've helped each other through them. And it's been wonderful, and it's been really hard. And one thing that we came up with is that we have these alter egos. Mine's the tough girl, and Sasha's is the good girl. So in order to get through life, I thought, if I was tough enough, then I could do it. So the things I would do was I, was I played sports. I played with the girls, and when the girls weren't being tough enough, I'd definitely play with the boys. Played tackle football, I'd play baseball. My dream, I mean, when the girls were making ballerina statues, I was making Barry Bonds. So, you know, Barry Bonds played for the Pittsburgh Pirates back then. Bobby Bonilla, Andy Van Slyke, yes. Jay Bell was my big crush. But... Um, 
What I got to learn is I carried that through and oh, A League of Their Own came out on tape. And if anybody knows that, that's when the girls take over the professional baseball league. That was my favorite movie, saw it three times in theater. Um, yes. So what I, I carried that into my adult life and talk about trying to tough something out. I was, I married, we, there was addiction in our marriage and the whole time through, I was like, I can do this. We can get through this. Oh my goodness. No, we can't. Oh my goodness. We can do this. You know, it, it's a roller coaster to the point where I was trying to listen to what other people said. This person over here wanted me to do this. This person over here wanted me to do the complete opposite. And if I didn't, I'd probably lose their relationship. So I learned in those deep, dark moments that the only voice I needed to listen to was the Lord, which I had to learn what that was. Because I listened to the tough girl that said, you're strong enough, you can do anything, you've got this. And I also grew up in that generation of pull yourself up by your bootstraps and keep walking, and it'll all be okay. Okay, that two fell apart. So I had to learn a new way of being. I had to learn to listen to that voice and I had to stop listening to everybody else. And I had to learn to say, no, this is the way I'm going to do it. And I am sorry if we're going to lose our relationship. And I will tell you today that in those moments, I did lose relationships because I pushed people away, they pushed me away. It was a mess. And I got to be able to learn to listen to that voice and be strong in myself. Once I got to do that, all those relationships came back. All of them. I have good, good relationships today, including an amazing conversation I had with my dad two days ago where I got to share some of the work I've been doing. I started a blog and I did an interview and I emailed it to him and he hadn't opened them yet. And I said, dad, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm really scared. This is really stupid of me. You know, here I am toughing it out again, thinking, oh, I can do this. And here I am incredibly vulnerable and it's going to be not just to a couple hundred people. And he said, he, he's like, okay, well, Honey, if you came from a place of love, you're okay. And I was like, oh no, oh no, this love thing, I don't know. People say some really mean things out there, and I believe it. And there's the head bullies. And he's, he listened to the blog, he read the blog, and he listened to the interview, and we sat there and sobbed on the phone for 20 minutes. I don't think I've ever heard my dad cry. So those are the gifts of listening to yourself, that inner, inner voice regardless of what's going on outside, it will all work out. It won't probably work out tomorrow or next week. Maybe next year, I'm sorry to say, but it is a beautiful ride and stay with it. Thank you. Thank you. How could you not want to be friends with this amazing woman? My goodness. This is such a pleasure to be here. Um, Our kids are in front. It's my son's birthday. Happy birthday, Cade. So, <laughs> he's 10 years old. Um, it's amazing how we, we mentioned these alter egos, but there's so many similarities as we were talking about, you know, what's lying underneath. The, a message I heard growing up was, be nice and be good. And I f- thought if I followed that, that my life would be, you know, easy and good. 
Um, and what I interpreted this to mean was, don't ask for too much, don't cause any trouble, and don't make anyone mad. So, um, one thing that that led to was I started suppressing some of the things that I wanted that were natural and good. For example, um, when we were about this age, I went to Allie's house for dinner, and her mom made this really great meal, and I finished my portion, and I wanted more. And her dad said to me, oh, Sash, would you like a second helping? I said, oh, no, no, I'm fine. And he said, are you sure? And then I thought, oh, I really do want some more. But I, you know, the head bully was saying, don't cause any trouble, you know, don't ask for too much. So I just said, no, I'm really fine. And I sat there while everybody else enjoyed their meal. And I know, of course, her wonderful dad would have loved to offer me more. Another thing that this, um, these head bullies told me was that it wasn't okay to say no if it would make someone else upset. Um, so it, it made it hard to find my no. An example of that was in high school, I had a friend who was sitting at the lunch table with me, and she was trying to peel her orange. I'm going to set this down. And um, she asked me, oh, she was saying, I hate peeling oranges. And I said, I'll peel your orange for you. And she's like, oh, thank you so much. That's so sweet of you. I felt good. I peeled her orange. And then the next day, she said, oh, Sash, can you peel my orange? And I said, okay, sure. And I peeled her orange. And then the third day, she just handed me her orange and went on talking to a friend. And I was sitting there holding her orange thinking, I don't want to peel it. <laughs> I just don't want to. What do I do? So I peeled it, even though inside I didn't want to. And that was an example of where being good wasn't being good to me. So after that, I started avoiding her in the cafeteria. <laughs> I tried to sit somewhere else because I hadn't yet learned that it's okay to say, no, I don't want to do that. What I've, began, what I've begun to learn over the course of my years is that um, being good to others is wonderful, and I'm also someone that's important to be good to, and I need to really listen to that and respect myself in that way. Um, one thing that I started noticing when I paid more attention to myself and what was good for me is, I learned in my 30s that I love playing drums, that I love to ride a skateboard. Those are things I did not know before. Um, one thing Allie has been really good at helping me through this is she says, she reminds me to check in with myself. Like, for example, over this weekend, our kids wanted to have a sleepover, and I said, sure, that'd be great, like, you guys can sleep over. And she said, I just want to make sure, does this feel life-giving to you? And she reminds me to check in and say, do I really want to do this? And I can say, yes, I really want to do this. And even if, you know, she was like, but, you know, if I changed my mind and she was like, you promised you could have the kids, I know that inside I could feel good about it. She would never do that. She would never do that. But I could still feel good about making my choices from integrity. And she, like, for yesterday she helped me weed around my new house. And um, she really put her heart into it. And I knew that she was doing it out of desire to help and love because she checks in with herself. She has been teaching me that and it's been really awesome to learn that and see that. So I came across, I hope I'm not going over my time, but I came across an amazing quote a few months ago that has also really impacted my life and it directly confronted what my old mantra and head bullies were telling me about, don't ask too much. And it was, the quote was, um, you get what you have the courage to ask for. And when I read that, I thought, 
it's good to ask, you know, it's good to ask for things. So I did something I had never done in my life, and I asked for a raise. And guess what happened? I got it. <laughs> and then, that was so exciting, I thought, you know, I'm going to ask about housing, because I really had this dream about living in a house. And I, you know, the old head bully was saying, don't bother this person, you've already asked before. I asked again. And a few days later, I got a call, we have a house for you. <laughs> so for the last three weeks, I've now been living in like a house that feels like a dream come true. And um, now I can host my family. I can host Allie and her kids. They had a sleepover. I can be more of a blessing to others when I've really taken the time to pay attention and be good to myself and listen to what's good for me too. So that is just the main thing I think I've learned over time is that being a good girl does not just mean being good to others. It also means being good to myself as well, because I'm also a person, and Allie has helped me with this, so thank you for that. And thank you all for listening. This is such a pleasure for us to be able to share with you, and thank you, the kids, too, for being here. Thank you. All right, folks. Wasn't that great? Like, just, just hearing the way, you know, again, like, we wrestle with this stuff, right? We wrestle with it. Probably a lot of you identified with different parts of that story. And that's what we, why we need to look at head bullies. Because, again, when we get them out of our heads, we start to see all good things. We start to see all good things. Now, I am deeply honored to have somebody who will be singing that theme. We're going to have the Bernathan Choristers will be coming on up here, and they're going to be singing for you folks. So to get us warmed up for them singing, you know, New Church Life, they're going to do such a good job. You're going to want to give them a standing ovation, but actually as they come up, let's give them a standing ovation as they arrive here today. So please help me welcome the Bernathan Choristers as they come on up. And, and, you know, you think about it, so we wrestle with the head bullies. All of us do. Every single person in here wrestles. And here's God. And God's, God's endeavor constantly is to give us this blessing of all good things. You know, that's God's whole point, is to give us blessing. I mean, that's the unceasing endeavor. Not an endeavor out there to make life complicated and hard and challenging, but to give us all good things. So it's really important, again, that, that we look at head bullies and we, we try to think, like, yeah, how does this work in our lives? How does this function? So what I'm going to ask is this. We're going to get a panel of experts up here because I want to show, show you kids how it works. So I need a head bullies panel of three people. All right? I need a head bullies panel of three people. So let me come off this. Rule of thumb at New Church Live is either you volunteer or like Rob Andrews, you just got voluntold. So I need two more, two more, two more, two more, two more. Rich, you'd be really good at this. Get up there. And Rich, we, we, we need to balance the scales. I need, I need a woman who's ready to, over there. oh, get up there. You want to grab the microphone for me? <laughs> no, 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 for you guys. All right, so, so first off, to make them feel good about what they're about to do, let's give them a round of applause for being brave enough to be up there. 
All right, so, so what I want you guys to do, I want you guys to get in like the head bully space, you know, like head bully space. Like it's been a bad day and the head bullies are running riot. That new pickup truck just broke down, Rich, just saying, just saying, just saying, just saying, just saying. His new pickup truck would look great in Western Pennsylvania, by the way, Ali. So, so you know what, it's just there, Rob, the computer crashed again, you know? And that husband of yours, oh my goodness, you know? So, you know, the head bullies have just run riot, all right? So, so I want you guys to pick the king or the queen of head bullies at the top of the list, the top of the pile. And I want you to, with great gusto, tell us, look at the questions there. What do your head bullies say? Like when you pull that top head bully, what is it saying to you? Rob, you ready? Nobody wants to hear what you have to say. Oh, excellent, excellent. All of us who have that head bully can identify with that. Please raise your hand. Excellent. All right, next one. Not, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. All right, how many of us with that one? Very good. You're not smart enough to do what you really want to do. You are not smart enough to do what you really want to do. I wrestle with that one all the time. How many of the rest of you do? All right. Now, I need somebody who's feeling particularly strong today, like your ego is intact. You're feeling good, because I'm going to make you feel bad here for a moment. So anybody? Leah, thank you so much. Come on up. Give her... Leah, by the way, is just, she's my hero for the past couple of weeks. She actually took in a refugee family for a few days. And I thought, this girl's got it going on. Boom. All right. So what I want you to see, this is, this is what, don't worry. It's all right. There's only a few hundred. I can't see anybody. And there's only a few hundred people online watching you right now. Nothing to worry about. So what I want you to do, all right, I want to take a breath. And I want you to hear the voices of these wonderful head bullies saying again just what you said. You can start with you. Go ahead. You're not smart enough to do what you really want to do. You're not good enough. Nobody wants to hear what you have to say. Excellent. Let me bring that mic. So how's that working for you, sister? I feel like I want to cry. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because here's, here's the crazy part, folks. Ready? We think those voices are us. We think those are our voices. Are those our voices? No. Those are not our voices. Could we say no? No. no. And we're going to say no, go. And I want you to say go like you mean it. Ready? No, go. Like those aren't our voices. I mean, they're wonderful people and all, but they're not our voices. <laughs> Our real voices, totally putting you guys in the spot here, our real voices would tell us what? Rob, what would be the first thing our real voices would tell us? You actually have something useful to say. Excellent. You are good enough. You can do anything you put your mind to. How was that for you? I would love to believe it. Yeah, yeah. And that's, yeah, right. And that's the choice, right? Like, that's where we're free. You're free to believe it or not. What's our vote, to believe it or not? What's our vote, folks? Believe it. Believe it. Believe it. Believe it. Because those are the voices of angels. Your guardian angels 
Those, those who've passed on, cheering you on. It's a different view of the straight and narrow. It's not like the straight and narrow where you get a bunch of head bullies on either side saying, be on the straight and narrow. It's the straight and narrow because they're cheering you on. The, the path is lined with hundreds of people cheering you on like your grandfather. And hundreds of people cheering, 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 cheering. That's the straight and narrow. And is that a good straight and narrow, yes or no? Yes, yes that's a beautiful straight and narrow. You were really brave. Thank you. Give her a round of applause, folks. And give these folks a round of applause. And I, I think that's so much like, again, for me, why New Church works so well is it, that New Church, we, we believe like, again, those voices aren't us. Like, really, they're just not. They're garbage. I mean, how many of us in this room talk to ourselves in a way we would never talk to somebody else? Right? Like, you are harder on yourself than you would be on someone else. Probably a lot of you in here are like that. I, I certainly am. I mean, folks, every time before I preach, I really feel like I'm going to blow it that week. Head bullies galore. But that's craziness. And how do we work at pushing that out of the way. Because where we want to do, we want to sort of shift our life here. You know, I think a lot of us have a perpetual disappointments diary going. How many of us are working on that book? Oh yeah. I can show you mine right after church. You know, it's great. And so we're, we're talking about this at Sermon Writing Team and Tamar King, one of the beautiful members of that said, perpetual disappointments diary, that's totally wrong. Diary, go back there. Diary, it should read program. So, you know, we get into a perpetual disappointments program. We got a whole program going to do that. So the piece of head bullies here, folks, is, 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 is how do we like know? And, and I want to give you some thoughts about how you can know when they're head bullies. Then we're going to see a video on it. This is how you know. Take a look at this next slide. These are things to kind of keep in your mind. Head bullies are telling you, and this one, kids, I had to put that word in because I want you to ask your parents what it means in the car ride back. Tell you, tell you, uh, telling you fear the dystopian future. You know, be afraid of the future. All right, got to be deeply afraid of the future. And that's not good enough for head bullies. They've got to add on telling you to dwell on the past. They want to get you to regret, like always regretting, 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 getting shut down by regrets. Now that doesn't mean, kids, if you've done something wrong that you're not accountable, you have to be accountable. You know, don't mess up on something and then when your parents confront you, go like, I'm listening to Pastor Chuck. I'm not dwelling on it. <laughs> you know? Own it. Own it. Yep, that, that was me. And then move on. And then move on. Telling you to live in regret. Telling you a toxically, say the N-word, telling you a toxically negative aspect about yourself. Like negative, negative, negative. And sometimes the crazy part, we're talking about this more next week, sometimes that toxically negative part can actually show up in a positive voice, like just be the good girl. But actually, that can be negative because underneath that may be a message of, well, you're not good enough. So you better act it out. Telling you a toxically, say it again, telling you a toxically negative aspect about another. And the last one, telling you it's all about you. Those where we know that the head bullies are at work. And, and God, like God's whole endeavor is just to get rid of that stuff. 
I highly invite you to come back next week because I'm going to give you some even more specific strategies for how you can get rid of that stuff so you can live more happy, joyous, and free. Because here's the crazy part. That's who you actually are. Think about that. That's who you actually are. And if we can work at this, boy, life starts to open up in amazing ways. So for this week, let's, when the head bullies come up, we're going to come back to this word in a big way next week. Simple word. We're coming back to it really big. Next week is all about this word. Two letters and the word is go. Can we say it together? The word is go. So when the head bullies come up, just, just simply practice saying go. Go. Nothing for you to see here. <laughs> just keep on moving. And I want to close as well with that idea of go and that idea of sharing a story, a final story with you, again, from, from another mom talking about the head bully she wrestled with, just so you can start to see what it looks like when we start to push the head bullies aside and are able to live totally and completely in the moment and in who we are and in who God intended slash created you to be from all time. Take a look at this video. I recently got this comment on my blog. You look like you are 70 with your gray hairs. You really should consider dyeing them for TV so you don't look like such an old hag. Just a suggestion. I am 31 years old and I've got a fair amount of gray hair as you can see. Now normally I just share recipes, but today I wanted to take a minute to talk about this comment and address it publicly because this is something I feel strongly about. My husband actually feels very strongly that I shouldn't dye my hair. And his reasoning is that he wants us to grow old together. How cute is that? If you read my About Me page, you'll find that I have a rare autoimmune disease that means that I will most likely never live to be 70 years old. Every sign of aging that I have is a sign that I'm still alive. A lot of people don't get the privilege to ever live to be old. And I probably won't either. Which means that I don't have time to waste criticizing myself. And I don't have time to waste criticizing other people. I care a lot more about what my life is like right now. Um, I was born with a genetic jaw deformity, and it showed up in puberty really prominently. And of course, there were plenty of kids who took the opportunity to point that out to me and make fun of me. And I let it completely break me. I felt like I was some sort of hideous monster. I had to wait until I was older and an adult and finished growing before I could get it fixed. And I always told myself that once I finally got that surgery, I would be happy and I would be beautiful then. And that surgery came and went and I was really happy for a little bit. And then once the excitement wore off, I realized that I was just me and I was the same person I'd always been. And I still felt the exact same way about myself. 
It has taken me more than a decade of really hard work to change the way that I felt about myself. I have a crooked nose with a hook in it. I've got freckles and bags under my eyes. I've got a yellow tint to my skin. I have hairs that grow in places I don't want them to. I fluctuate in weight and carry more pounds than I'd like to sometimes. I've got wrinkles and stretch marks and sunspots and scars all over my body. And I also have gray hair. And I love all of it. It's taken me a long time to learn that. The world needs more people who will build each other up instead of tearing each other down. The world needs more men like my husband who are willing to encourage women to embrace who they are. The world needs more women who are willing to rock their bodies exactly the way that God made them. Be that person. Be that person. Be that person. Was that good or what? Oh my goodness. Like, yeah, I see some of you, I know allergies. And, uh, you know, it's remarkable, like, to watch somebody who's, like, totally like the head bullies. And she said, all this criticism, she said, I don't have time for it anymore. I don't have time for it anymore. I don't have time to criticize myself. I don't have time to criticize other people. I don't have time to criticize myself or other people. And guess what? Either do you. Either do you. Head bullies are literally a waste of time. So let's have a week of just trying in some small way to just find these little pieces of freedom. These little bits where we say go. These little bits where we, yep, that's a head bully. And I loved, I loved what you said, because it's so true. It's so true. And I'm so glad you said it. Maybe just for a second, believe. Take the courage to believe. The courage to believe. To believe that you're an angel. God made you just the way you are. God made you perfectly. Mistakes and all. Amen. What we're going to do now to close the service is the Bernathan Choristers are going to come up and they're going to be lining up up here. You guys can go ahead and start moving on up. Uh, uh, Sasha's going to come on up for the final prayer up here. Yeah, is going to come on up for the final prayer. She's going to say a prayer with me. And then we're going to sing a last song, and this is our, our Send You On Your Way song, and, and it's about being brave. It's about how do we learn to be brave. So as these kids are lining up, again, I want to really thank Graham Beer and the Bernathan congregation for lending us some of their wonderful young adults here. So we give them one more round of applause, folks. Great having you folks here. And I also want to say thank you very much to our two guest speakers here today as well, too. Let me start the prayer. So I'm going to start us, get us ready for prayer. So just relax yourselves, think about courage. And as we go through this prayer, you're welcome to have a time as the music plays gently in the background, a time of quiet meditation. 
quiet prayer. We're to say the Lord's Prayer as you know it. And Sasha now will now lead us in a closing prayer. Lord, thank you for this opportunity for us to be here together in worship and song. Help us remember to continue listening for that still small voice of love and wisdom and understanding and gentleness and compassion over those head bullies. Help us continue to listen for you so that we can really shine in the way that you have created us to be. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can support this podcast at www.newchurchlive.tv.